How do you like my analyzer? It tells the ingredients of whatever I put into it. Seaweed. 50% sea, 50% weed. Impressed? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcannabisativa at gmail.com. Feel free to also hit me up on Instagram at iamcannabisativa, both S's. Also check out our website at iamcannabisativa.com. On this website, we have blog posts, links to the archives of this podcast, and other videos from cannabis experts from many walks of the field. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as reading and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a supporter of this podcast. We plan to do many big things with our humble projects, such as going to trade shows, visiting other medical marijuana and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay hosting, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast. That is www dot anchor dot fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about depression. We'll talk about the basics of depression, causes, and whether cannabis can be a good fit for depression. We'll throw in a clip by uh, Dr. Rechina Patel about the efficacy of using medical cannabis for depression. And in, in her video, she she cites, I believe, three studies. I think one was like was based on military people and I believe military vets and I think there was like a couple there was like a couple others but in both of those studies they showed that people that took it that took mar- medical marijuana did not see their depression worsen and in many cases they saw improvement improvements on the effects of, of, of uh, their depression they, they saw tangible improvements in tangible systems were using it so this so there is proof and there is there is knowledge that this could really help with depression for those who happen to have that disease or that illness so i'm going to i'm going to read something from um the national institute of men's mental health that just sort of gives an overview of depression the different types of depression I'll, I'll read part of that article right now. So, overview. Depression, major depressive disorder or clinical depression, is a common but serious mood disorder. It causes severe symptoms that affect how you feel, think, and handle daily activities such as sleeping, eating, or working. To be diagnosed with depression, the symptoms must be present for at least two weeks. Some forms of depression are slightly different or may develop under unique circumstances such as persistent depressive disorder, also known as dis, 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 
dyspnea is all is a depressive mood that lasts for at least two years. A person diagnosed with persistent depressive disorder may have episodes of major depression along with periods of less severe symptoms, but the symptoms must last for at least two years to be considered persistent depressive disorder. Postpartum depression is much more serious than the baby blues, relatively mild depressive and anxiety symptoms that typically clear within two weeks after delivery that many women experience after giving birth. Women with postpartum depression experience full-blown major depression during pregnancy and after delivery. The feelings of extreme sadness, anxiety, and exhaustion that accompany postpartum depression make it difficult for these new mothers to completely to complete daily care activities for themselves or their babies. Psychotic depression occurs when a person has severe depression with some form of psychosis, such as having disturbing false beliefs, delusions, or hearing or seeing upsetting things that others cannot hear or see, hallucinations. The psychotic symptoms typically have a depressive theme, such as delusions, guilt, poverty, or illness. Seasonal affective disorder is characterized by the onset of major depression during the winter months when there are less natural sunlight. This depression generally lifts during spring and summer. Winter depression, typically accompanied by social withdrawal, increased sleep, and weight gain, predictably returns every year in seasonal affective disorder. Bipolar disorder is different from depression, but it is also included in this list because some with bipolar disorder experience episodes of extreme low moods that meet the criteria for major depression aka bipolar depression but a person with bipolar disorder also experiences high euphoric or irritable moods moods called mania or a less severe form called hypomania examples of other depressive disorders newly added to the diagnostic classification of DSM-5 include disruptive mood dysregulation disorder diagnosed in children and adolescents and premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Signs and symptoms. If you have been experiencing some of the following signs and symptoms most of the day, nearly every day for at least two weeks, you may be suffering from depression. So these symptoms include persistent, sad, anxious, or empty mood, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism, irritability, feelings of guilt, worthlessness, or helplessness, loss of interest in pleasurable hobbies and activities, decreased energy or fatigue, moving or talking more slowly, feeling restless or having trouble sitting still, difficulty concentrating, remembering or making decisions, difficulty sleeping, early morning awakening or oversleeping, appetite or weight changes, thoughts of death or suicide or suicide attempts, aches, pains, headaches, cramps or digestive problems without clear physical cause or that do not ease even with treatment. Not everyone who is depressed experiences every symptom. Some people experience only a few symptoms while others may experience many. Several persistent symptoms in addition to low mood are also required for a diagnosis of major depression, but people, but, but many people with only a few but distressing symptoms may benefit from the treatment of their subsyndromal depression 
The severity and frequency of symptoms and how long they will last will vary depending on the individual or their particular illness. Symptoms may also vary depending on the stage of the illness. So risk factors. Depression is one of the most common mental health disorders in the U.S. Current research suggests that depression is caused by a combination of genetic, biological, environmental, and psychological factors. Depression can happen at any age, but also but often begins with in adulthood. Depression is now recognized as occurring in children and adolescents, although it sometimes presents with more prominent irritability than low mood. Many chronic mood and anxiety disorders in adults begin in high levels of anxiety in children. Depression, especially midlife or older adults, can co-occur with other serious medical illnesses such as diabetes, cancer, heart disease, Parkinson's disease. These symptoms are often worse when depression is present. Sometimes medication taken for these physical illnesses may cause side effects that contribute to depression. A doctor experienced in treating these complicated illnesses can work out the best treatment strategy. Risk factors include personal or family history of depression, major life changes, trauma, or stress, certain physical illnesses or medications. Treatment and therapies. Depression, even the most severe cases, can be treated. The, the earlier the treatment can be given, the more effective it is. Depression is usually treated with medication, psychotherapy, or a combination of the two. If these treatments do not reduce symptoms, electroconvulsive therapy, ECT, and also brain and other brain stimulation therapies may be options to explore. And also, quick tip, no two people are affected the same way by depression and there's also no one size fits all for treatment. It may take some trial and error to find the best treatment that works best for you. Medications. Medications. Antidepressants and medicines that treat depression. They may improve the way your brain uses certain chemicals that control mood or stress. You may need to try several different antidepressant medicines before finding the one that improves your symptoms and has manageable side effects. A medication that has helped you or a close family member in the past will often be considered. Antidepressants take time, usually two to four weeks to work, often with symptoms such as sleep, appetite, and concentration problems improved before mood lifts, so it is important to give medication a chance before reaching con the conclusion about its effectiveness. If you begin to take antidepressants, do not stop taking them without help from a doctor. Sometimes people taking antidepressants feel better, then stop taking the medication on their own, and the depression returns. When you or a doctor decided it's time to stop the medication, usually after a course of 6 to 12 months, the doctor will help you slowly and safely decrease your dose. Stop th stopping them abruptly can cause withdrawal symptoms. And although you may have heard of, although you may have heard of a herbal medicine called St. John's Wort, Although it is a top-selling botanical product, the FDA does not approve its use as an over-the-counter prescription medicine for depression, and there are some serious health concerns about its safety, and it should never be con 
combined with a prescription antidepressant and its effectiveness. Do not use St. John's Wort before talking to your healthcare provider. Other natural products such as supplements included omega-3 fatty acids, uh, a substance called SAMe, remain under study at this moment and have not yet been proven safe and effective for routine use. For more information on herbal or complementary approaches and current research, visit the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health website. So, so I, I just read basically like the treatments and the things that you can do. Um, I mean, the other one has um, the other. The rest of the article has psych, like more stuff about psychotherapy, about electroconvulsive therapy. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drone on about that. Um, so, so yeah, I mean that sort of explains how depression works. You know how you know who it affects. You know what what current treatment options there are for it in the moment and and how people can help manage the symptoms in the conventional way but as you know our podcast is about medical marijuana and how we can treat it so i mean like like i say i i mean i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor i'm not a lawyer but what i try to do in this podcast is to get people who are subject matter experts and people who actually are doctors to give their real opinion on it so with that i'm going to attach a video clip from dr rachina patel who we've used a lot of her clips on her or her um on our on our, on our podcast and we do so for a good reason she's very skilled at what she does and she's a very knowledgeable doctor at at in, in terms of medical marijuana and how we can treat various illnesses so again don't take my word for it listen to an actual doctor tell you how this could help with depression hi there welcome to ask dr patel where i answer your questions about medical marijuana and today we're going to talk about the topic of marijuana and depression so as you can imagine i have a lot of patients coming into me with a lot of concerns about using marijuana medically and just the other day, a family member of a patient asked me, does the use of marijuana increase the risk of depression? And another way that people often ask me this question is, does marijuana cause depression? So these are great questions to ask. And um, the, the person who asked me this question, they specifically asked me because um, they themselves had used pharmaceutical drugs to treat their own depression. And what they found was that, that some of the anti antidepressants that um, this person was on actually made their depression worse. So I'm sure you've seen the television ads for antidepressants where at the very end, they'll start to very quickly rattle off um, uh, the, the risks of taking the medication, right? So they'll say things like, oh, by the way, this medication may make the symptoms of your depression worse, or it can even um, cause suicidal or even homicidal thoughts. So, and I, so basically, if one person has this concern, then I'm sure there are others out there who have this concern as well. And so that's why I wanna address um, this whole topic. Now, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna walk you through the results of three different studies 
And uh, uh, these are three different studies that are done on marijuana and depression. And they fairly accurately represent the results that I've seen in the patients that I've treated in my practice. So let's start with study number one. So this particular study was published in 2006 where they surveyed 4,400 adults. And these adults were um, three, basically fell into three different categories of marijuana users. There were those that used marijuana seven days a week, let's call them daily users. Then there were those that used marijuana less than one day a week, let's call them weekly marijuana users. And then there were those that never used marijuana. Now, the results showed that the daily and the weekly marijuana users reported less depressed mood. So what does that mean? So basically, depressed mood consists of not being able to shake off the blues, even with, with help from family or friends, um, feeling depressed, feeling lonely, having crying spells, feeling sad. So again, the daily and the weekly marijuana users reported feeling less of these symptoms. Now, the, they also reported feeling more positive affect. So basically, positive affect includes feeling just as good as other people, um, feeling hopeful about the future, um, also enjoying life. And um, again, the daily and the weekly marijuana users reported feeling more of these characteristics. The results also showed that the weekly marijuana users reported feeling fewer somatic symptoms. So this includes um, uh, feeling bothered by things that usually don't, don't bother a person, um, having a poor appetite, feeling like everything is an effort, um, having restless sleep, um, uh, not being able to get going. And so overall, the researchers concluded that the data suggests that the risk of depression is not increased in adults who use marijuana. Now, study number two. This was published in 2006, and this study looked at the relationship between marijuana use and the development of depression years later on down the line. So basically, the researchers followed about 8,700 adults between the ages of 27 and 39. Um, and this was beginning in 1979 all the way through 2002. And over the years, these participants were asked, number one, about their frequency and duration of marijuana use, and also their mood. And overall, they found that for every 100 participants, 23 of the marijuana users reported feeling, reported depression, and 21 of the non-users reported depression. So basically, the researchers concluded that marijuana use does not significantly predict depression later on in life. Now, study number three. So this was published in 2012. And in this case, this was actually a pretty big study. Uh, the researchers followed uh, about 45,000 Swedish men. And what they did was they reviewed their military records when they were being drafted to see if they admitted or denied the use of marijuana. And the researchers then followed up on their hospital records over the next 35 years to check for a diagnosis of depression. They found that of the uh, approximately 45,000 men, a total of 14% had used cannabis at the time that they were drafted. So this was between um, uh, the ages of 18 and 20. 
and 2.5% had been diagnosed with depression over the next 35 years. So when they did some more statistical analysis on these numbers, they found that there was no increased risk of future depression among those who had used marijuana between the ages of 18 and 21. Now, what have I seen in the patients that I've treated? So I've treated patients that have come to me who have been diagnosed with depression um, and have are and are being treated for it. And I've also seen patients that, that don't have a diagnosis of depression on their chart, nor do they show any symptoms of depression. And basically in both of these these uh, groups of patients, I haven't had any reports that that using marijuana medically has either led to symptoms of depression um, in those without a diagnosis of depression or has worsened existing symptoms in those who already have a diagnosis of depression. So more specifically, these patients have not reported the symptoms of more depressed mood, less positive affect, or any somatic complaints as, as I detailed in study number one. So there you go. I, I, hoped, I, I hope you, you found this information helpful. And as always, if you have questions for me, I want you to post them in the comment section below, and I will be more than happy to answer them in the next video. Um, and thank you for joining me this time around. Bye.
you need like relief for like the entire day, you know, it's 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 way more efficient to have like an edible or a tincture because that's more longer lasting and it's getting it's it's not as a short it's not as much of a short duration as as uh smoking. While smoking could get you immediate smoking a rating could get you immediate relief. It's 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 a, it's uh duration is a lot longer than an edible or a tincture. So that's why I feel it's helpful for for me and for this project to include edible edible options for you guys. Um so yeah, I mean that that sort of that sort of talks about the strains that do, that that can help with depression. It talks we talked about the recipes and yeah. What kind of person to say a toad or so? But you know what? A toad or so. A fucking a toad or so. I was right. I was totally right. Like like I told you before midterms and before these medical marijuana and recreational marijuana um, initiatives were voted on, that if these initiatives passed, then the lawmakers were, go were, were going to go and they were going to try to kneecap these these past and these past recreational and 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 medical marijuana uh initiatives that they that that um that they were going to over eventually override the will of the majority and this has this has been the case most notably so far this week in michigan um i'm going to read an excerpt an excerpt from the uh from one of the articles i read and it's from the Detroit Free Press, and um, the article is called Growing Marijuana at Home Would Be Banned Under New Bill in Michigan, Lansing. Republican lawmakers introduced bills Thursday that would undo some of the provisions in two of the ballot proposal overwhelmingly passed by voters on November 6th. One bill introduced by Senate Majority Leader Arlen Mirkoff our Republican West Olive would prohibit homegrown marijuana that was part of the legalization ballot proposal that passed by a margin of 56 to 44. The provision allows anyone over tw the age of 21 to grow up to 12 marijuana plants for personal use in their homes. Mirkoff said that he wants to prohibit homegrowns as a way to stop pot from flooding neighborhoods across the state. People don't get to make alcohol and serve it in unregulated bars to anyone they want to. Homegrown marijuana is basically unregulated, he said. It, w it should be some sort of re regulated form so we have consistency and safety. It is a mind-altering substance like alcohol and it should somehow be controlled. Jeffrey Hank, director of East Lansing-based MI Legalized, which was part of the coalition to support marijuana legalization said that the measure is just more lame duck mischief. He he's being totalitarian if he thinks that Michigan adults over 21 can't grow a plant or two. He just wants to do this to block competition from corporate interests, he said. People can make their own wine and beer at home and they should be able to grow a few plants. So that's the end of the excerpt from the uh, from the Michigan um, from the Detroit Free Press article. I, I told I told you so. I told you so. I fucking told you so. 
that these lawmakers have nothing but contempt for marijuana and for the for the responsible adults that smoke it. They just see us as a bunch of degenerates that stay at home and, and play video games, and they have none but contempt for us. I'm not saying all lawmakers like th are like that. You know, some of us do. Some of us live in states or live in, in, in districts where our reps are doing the right thing and our reps are woke to the game. And they do want to see marijuana legalized and regulated and uh, treated like alcohol. But many, many lawmakers, are, sadly so many of them, don't don't think that way. You know, if, if they did think that way, you know, we, we wouldn't be still talking about federal prohibition at this point. You know, if, if you looked at polls you know national polls gallup polls six over 60 percent of all adults want marijuana to be legal so this is a strong majority that wants it legal but you know the lawmakers in in many state houses across the country they're they're, they're not at the level that the actual citizens are at the actual citizens 64 and i've even seen some places suggest 66 percent of adults want marijuana to be legal so that's that's close to 70 percent of, of adults that want it legal and in michigan you're already seeing um, from from what i know from what what i've read about michigan politics um they are they recently elected a um a democratic governor again and she's gonna take office in 2019 so the the, the governor elect is a democrat now but republicans still control both chambers of the state house so, you know, and, and it's always been, you know, I, I try not to get too, I try not to take too many sides, you know, because we're just talking our, on our podcast and on our project, we're talking about medical marijuana and, you know, the conditions that it can treat and, you know, how people can, can medicate with it, on, 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 you know, through edible form and, and through other forms in an affordable and sustainable way. You know, that's sort of what our project does. But again, I mean, it's been Republicans that have been doing the most, you know, hand wringing and, you know, think of the children and, and trying to poison pill all of this. I mean, there are some Democrats that are skittish on the issue, you know, I mean, it, it has been proven that that has been the case in my state that, um, that, that, um, the Democrats themselves are, are skittish and believe in reefer madness. You know, in Massachusetts, Democrats control both chambers of Congress, and we have a, a Republican governor. Um, I mean, even in our own party, you know, when when we legalized two years ago, the the our state Congress did like an emergency session around Christmas break, and they they delayed marijuana. Um, stores from opening in the initial ballot initiative it said january 1st 2018 but then december of 2016 they delayed it to july and you know because of monitoriums because of you know the and because of a lot of politics and a lot of bs that has come behind it you know we didn't get our first recreational stores until november and you know it you know there, there's only two recreational stores open and you know they're complaining about traffic but if they had been more if if, if the lawmakers and and the the people in charge of overseeing it um recreational uh implementation had been you know 
you know, had not been looking at this plant with contempt and have not been just dragging their feet, you know, we would have several stories and be making money hand over fist like Nevada. But, you know, I, I digress with that point. But the, the main thing is that Michigan, you know, the, the job and the fight isn't over. You know, if you live in Michigan right now, you know, tell, tell your uncle, tell your aunt, tell your grandma, tell your wife, tell, tell your, your friends, your family, your co-workers, your boss. Okay, fuck it, don't tell your boss. But, you know, the, the fight ain't over. You just voting yes and legalization isn't enough. You know, show up at your, show up at your town and municipal, uh, city council meetings. Make it known that you want recreational marijuana stores in your in your area. You know, because even in states like California, so many so many cities and municipalities due to reefer madness have banned recreational marijuana from, from from their towns and from their from their city limits. You know, it, it's still inaccessible to many people in that large state. And in Michigan and Mass, the, the, the same thing can happen if, if, if you're complacent, you know. You have to keep pressing on and you have to keep letting your local officials know that you, you are a responsible law-abiding citizen and you want to have marijuana as an option, like just like alcohol. And, it, and it's, a, it's a safer substance than alcohol, but, you know, you're having all these people do through their own biases trying to ban it. So you are going to have to write to your congressmen, you know, you're going to, or women or anyone in between, you have to write to them. You have to make it known that you want these things in, in your area and that you don't want, you don't want the ballot measure tampered with. You don't want home grow being taken away. You don't want, you know, dumb limits on, on edibles or you don't want, you don't want anything being tampered with. You want you want the law that you voted on to be implemented as presented. No modifications, no hand-wringing, no, no, we have to, we have to over-regulate because we're scared of weed. No. You want, you knew what you voted for and you want it implemented exactly as is. Unmodified, un, 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 uncorrupted. You're, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to really be on top of your lawmakers and you're gonna have to raise a sink if needed um so yeah i mean that that wraps up the episode that wraps up today's episode about depression and and uh and strains and, and things that can treat it um feel free to hit me up on instagram at i am cannabis sativa both s's also check out the website i am cannabis sativa.com on this website we have blog posts links to the archives of the podcast and other videos from cannabis experts from many walks of the field you can find and subscribe to our uh, our podcast on itunes anchor fm stitcher and the google play music store if you like what we are doing please become a patreon and support us we plan to do big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows visiting other mmj or recreational states and doing on-field work by supporting us and helping us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel, you can, you can make this happen. You can help elevate our, our, our humble project to become an even bigger than it is now. And you can do this by going to https.colon slash slash 
Anchor FM. Anchor dot Anchor dot FM slash I am Cannabis Sativa Podcast. Again, that's www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa Podcast. And as always, stay medicated, everyone.
and we're back. I'm going to now read the um, best strains to take if you have depression, and then we'll we'll go over those strains. Um, we'll do an edible recipe, and um, there's um there's also um something of note I'll, I'll also shoehorn into the episode as well that I that is related to using medical marijuana for depression which um uh some information that about a a a third type of strain where you know normally you're accustomed to hearing about indica and sativa but you don't hear about this third other strain that's you know it's pretty special and that that might be able to really help with depression as well um I'll unveil that strain after talking about the top 10 strains, the top 10 common strains that you should use for depression. So without further ado, let me start with that. So the 10 best marijuana strains for depression um, from civilized.life. Okay, so uh, let me read it. Almost all of us can admit to having feelings of depression at some point in our lives. And it can often be hard to overcome those feelings. Luckily, there are many strains of marijuana that you can use to battle your depression. Here are 10 of the best strains for battling depression. Jack Herr. The sativa strain is known for producing a euphoric feeling in users. It contains limonene, one of the best terpenes for improving a person's mood. Second, Pineapple Express. Another strain high in limonene content. Pineapple Express is basically one, a one-way ticket to Happy Town, and it is known to be one of the most uplifting marijuana strains. Perhaps that's why they named a comedy movie after it. Harlequin. While most marijuana strains that produce euphoric feelings are high in THC, Harlequin is actually one that has a one-to-one ratio between THC and CBD. So not only will it improve your mood, but if you, but if there are any physical symptoms causing your depression, it can help with that as well. Canatonic. One of the biggest symptoms of depression can be a lack of focus or mental fogginess. Canatonic is a great strain for both improving mood as well as improving focus allowing you to tackle tasks that you might not otherwise have been able to. XJ-13 Another strain with uplifting properties, XJ-13 also produces a pleasant citrusy aroma. So not only will your brain feel more euphoric, but your environment will improve as well. Pennywise While Pennywise the Clown is probably the worst thing to help with your depression, the Pennywise marijuana strain is a very effective solution. Another strain high in CBD, this strain is known to give a nice mellow high to help you get through the day. Number 7, Laughing Buddha. As the name suggests, the Laughing Buddha strain will help you, will help put you in the mood to, well, laugh. It is one of the best strains for producing upbeat and happy vibes, and even the dumbest dad joke will seem like the most hilarious line while you are using it. Number 8, Sour Kush. If you're an experienced marijuana user looking for something particularly powerful to help improve your mood, then Sour Kush is a great choice. This hybrid of Sour Diesel and OG Kush will create a powerful high that will help you forget all of your problems. OG Kush Unlike Sour Kush, OG Kush will not deliver an incredibly powerful high. 
Instead, it is more about relaxing the mind and body for a nice mellow experience. It will definitely help improve your mood when you are feeling down. Number 10, Northern Lights. One of the most popular marijuana strains around, Northern Lights will help you forget about your all your negative thoughts and just relax. It's one of the best strains at treating insomnia as well. So if your depression is keeping you up at night, then you should definitely check the strain out. Okay, so like, as I promised, I'm going to talk about a third type of, of cannabis strain. So, as I mentioned earlier, most people are accustomed to what indicas are, what sativas are, but they aren't accustomed to this third type of, of marijuana. And I, I feel that not enough people know about this particular type of marijuana, but it's it's... It has a pretty unique history and it it, ha it it could be very helpful for treating depression at least from what I've, I've read about it and from from sort of where that particular strain came from so without further ado let me talk about that strain so the third type of cannabis is called cannabis ruderalis and Canvas ruderalis tends to come from Central Asia, Eastern Europe, and Russia. So, in other words, it's this strain is is used to growing in very harsh climates with not a lot of of sunlight. So, so for people who have seasonal affective disorder or just depression in general, you know, if you live in a legal state, you know, with hundreds of dispensaries or a lot of caregivers and a lot of sources where you can get you know more get a lot of unique strains you know it might not ask to, it not might not hurt to ask about whether or not they have uh strains like amnesia haze royal dwarf and royal haze automatic or, ro or just royal haze so let me sort of let me just read about these three strains I just mentioned, and um, yeah, I'll read about it, and, and you'll know a little bit more about this third strain that a lot of people don't talk about. So, this is from the website Royal Queen Seeds. Um, so I'll just read the little bit of overview about what cannabis ruderalis is, so you guys know about it. So the ruderalis or originates from central Russia. It is ex incredibly short, growing to a height of only 50 to 100 centimeters, and it has fewer leaves and branches compared to the other species. It produces a very low amount of THC, which makes it unsuitable for recreational use. However, it has a fair amount of CBD that can be used for medicinal properties, although not as popular as other variants. The main reason cannabis ruderalis is used at all is due to its autoflowering properties. This means that these plants switch from the vegetative phase to the flowering phase automatically with age. And while most strains are photoperiod dependent, growers make use of this trait to shorten flowering times in other strains while at the same time making them shorter shorter and more robust which is perfectly suited for indoor growing today these varieties are crossbred to produce some amazing and awarding winning strains such as amnesia haze automatic amnesia haze is a classic sativa 
strain bred in the Netherlands in the 1990s. It is known for its highly energetic and uplifting high with a wonderful spicy citrus aroma. It is a respected sativa and a crowd favorite. The only downside to it, as with most sativas, is it can have a very long flowering time, taking up to 12 weeks to harvest. The problem is solved by crossing this amnesia haze with a ruderalis, creating amnesia haze automatic. Amnesia haze automatic is a sativa dominant, dominant hybrid strain, keeping all the best qualities of amnesia haze while cutting down the flowering time indoors. It will take this strain around 80 days from seed to bud, while the regular amnesia haze requires that amount of time just for the flowering phase. This shows the benefits of the ruderalis genes. Considering its auto-flowering strain, she, she will grow very large, approximately 80 to 150 centimeters, certainly indicating the sativa's heter heritage with thin leaves and long buds. The yield is very generous with an average of 50 grams per indoor plant and up to 150 for long foxtail-like buds in ideal conditions. Royal Dwarf Royal Dwarf is another sativa-dominant hybrid, and it is a cross between original skunk and a ruderalis variety. It is a very compact strain with tight buds, almost bonsai-like in appearance. This makes it perfectly suited for indoor micro-growing. Micro the average height is very low, approximately 40 to 60 centimeters, but the yield is great for a strain that that's the size of the size for a strain of that size with 60 grams per plant. The Royal Dwarf is a really fast strain due to its excellent ruderalis genetics and a harvesting time of 8 to 9 weeks. The high is phys physical and deeply relaxing with a mildly uplifting effect which is typical of the skunk heritage. A heavy skunk aroma with a hint of diesel best describes the strain's flavor. Royal Haze Automatic The last one of in our list of excellent autoflowering sativa hybrids is the Royal Haze Automatic. It is created by crossing Amnesia ha Haze and Skunk and then breeding that cross with a ruderalis of great or great quantity quality. The haze the haze strains are in great demand due to their sounding sativa properties and the Royal Haze Automatic Trumps even that with its very short time harvest time of 10 to 12 weeks. The height of the plant plant peaks around 60 to 100 centimeters which is unheard of for a haze and we can thank the ruderalis genetics for that. Royal Haze Automatic has an amazing yield time to 80 grams per plant. As far as the high and the flavor goes, it all has the qualities you would expect from a haze. A, a buzzing, energetic high that will leave you focused and in good mood throughout the day, combined with great tasting, spicy citrus flavor. We hope you, you hope that this article will help you choose a cannabis strain best suited for your needs and that you will learn a lot from the different subspecies of canvas through the process. So yeah, I mean that sort of so I mean if you're if 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 you're lucky to live in a place that has legalized cannabis for, you know, medical recreational use or you're a homeowner or you're or you're in an apartment or condo where you're you're fortunate enough to grow, you can also 
consider looking for these ruderalis uh, strains that I talked about and, and start growing that for, for depression, to treat your depression or to treat your anxiety. You know, um, I mean, I'm going to get a little bro science here, but I mean, I don't care. But, uh, but I mean, if something, if, if a strain like that, like a ruderalis has, has been growing in, in harsh climates for, for such a long time and, and people in Central Asia or people in Russia or people in these Eastern European countries or, or in these harsh environments. I mean, it's not a stretch to think that if you're someone who's depressed or someone who has some like seasonal def- affective disorder, it's not a stretch to think that a strain that is, is good, that is good for producing euphoria and, 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 and um, alleviating depression and a strain that has been grown in, in such a harsh environment. It's not a stretch to think that that, would help a good amount with treating depression and you know i encourage you like i said if you live in a legal state legal recreational medical state you know and you have a lot of different dispensaries you know i encourage you trying to look for like a amnesia haze type plant or or amnesia haze type strain or you know uh looking for um royal dwarf or uh royal haze as well you know it, it might be it might be cool it might be cool to try to consider looking for those strains and seeing if they can help you if you have that option at your disposal or, or, or growing it yourself if you have that option but i understand that you know not all of us own our own property and you know are in a position where we can grow i mean myself included i'm not really in a position where i can grow my own pot so i just i just i just use medical dispensaries and caregivers whenever i can but um yeah i mean if you're if you can get a ruderalis strain try to try to go for getting that if if you if if you can and if it's available if those three strains i mentioned are are, are carried in your dispensary or your oregano dealer you know go for it but um but yeah um so i guess what i'm gonna do to to sort of wrap up our discussion of strains is um i'm going to talk about um i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about a uh edible recipe which i'm sure you guys will like and i'm sure you guys will benefit from so this strain is from mass fruits so it's called marijuana marshmallow rice crispy treat recipe and i'll just read what it says and it was it was created by kaylee sawyer there are a few things in life more satisfying than pulling apart warm gooey marshmallow goodness in the form of freshly made rice crispy treat the only thing better is when marijuana is added to the equation and that same dessert then keeps a smile on your face far far after you have mauled it down here are some simple step-by-step no-bake guide to the classic marshmallow rice krispie treat. To put your own personalized spin on this traditional recipe, try testing with a few spoonfuls of pumpkin pumpkin spice to the to the melted butter or add in chocolate chips to your rice mixture before cooling drizzle chocolate or caramel sauce on top to give it an extra touch ingredients 
a quarter cup keef butter or cannab cannabis butter, four cups of mini fresh mini marshmallows, five cups of any variety of, of puff rice cereal, traditional cocoa or fruity. Directions in one in a, in a large saucepan, melt the can of butter over low heat. Overly hot butter will turn these treats rock hard. Number two, steady steadily add the mini marshmallows to the butter and stir until melted and while blended, about two minutes. Three, remove the mixture from the from heat and set aside heat on the heat protected surface. Number four, slowly add rice cereal to the butter and marshmallow mixture and stir until evenly coated. Number five, using wax paper or non-stick spatula, pour the mixture into a well-greased 13 by 9 baking, 13 by 9 inch baking pan. Carefully and evenly press it into the pan. Number six, place a pan aside to cool. Make sure the delicious treats are out nibbing or, or how to, of nibbing hands way. Lastly, once the marshmallow treat have has cooled, cut into two by two squares. For easy cutting, dump the rectangle of treats onto a cutting board and use a large knife or piece of cutter sprayed with cooking spray to make the cuts. Enjoy! These treats can be stored in an airtight container at room temperature for up to seven days. So, with these strains that I talked about, you know, if you're if you're not into smoking, or you rather use edibles to to treat your symptoms, you can use these strains that we mentioned to make a rice krispie edible that will will be very helpful for treating your depression. And, and I think the best part about edibles is that, like, it's more long-lasting.